What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Well, I didn't think right before we started this podcast we'd have to talk about a hot seat situation, but here we go. Every time I introduce us, I either have to spit at Eric or someone's going to get fired. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's ball in, ball out, everybody. It's your Lakers hoopball show. Dan Bespris, Eli Bauman, Eric Noble. I've got these two guys on a screen. They can't see me. Oh, they can't see me. They can't hear each other, but they can hear me. This is technical mastery at its best. What's up, guys? Uh, A lot and a little. I mean, I feel like our season hasn't changed that much since we last spoke, and yet... Uh, the news, the news around, we cannot have a day without like a lot of palace intrigue because now there's reporting uh, coming from inside the house um, <laughs> about uh, our poor coach, Luke Walton. So I think I, I'm going to take credit that I left the last show, even though not many words came out of my mouth. It was sort of a mute cliffhanger <laughs> when I was trying to formulate a thought, but couldn't really. But my cliffhanger at the end of the last podcast was coaching and the thought that maybe a different elite coach would have been worth maybe a, a couple of wins. But I was not thinking that we should get rid of Luke Walton, but that is now the bumblings around town. Uh, Eli, do you want to update us on this Woj reporting? The Woj bar. Sure. So apparently, um, after our last two road losses, um, one Irvin Magic Johnson, the team president, uh, approached uh, one Lucas Walton and... uh, Basically, and I want to get the words right from this, um, admonished the coach. Mm, Got to love admonishing. Those are Woj's quotes, not mine. Um, it sounds like the earlier, you know, preachings of patience and that we're going to give this team time to figure it out and we expect them to have a slow start was total BS. And uh, Magic apparently wants much better results and he wants them now. Um, mm. so that's, that's where we're at. Um, and there's other reporting that is happening simultaneously, um, that Magic Johnson has a quote, volatile managing style, um, and that he is not in the building very often due to his other business interests. But when he swoops in, he has a lot of things to say, particularly about the coaching staff. So that's where we are as of today. It's, um... It's not a great look. Ooh. It's not great. Uh, I thought, I mean, okay, so let's let's tackle this from two directions. Do we agree that coaching should be better? And do we agree that the coaching staff should be getting crushed in the media? I think I'm on the, the side of, with Eric, that coaching should probably be a little bit better. Yes, but, yes we, I don't think we, anyone thinks that we have Greg Popovich at the moment on the sideline. No, but do any of us actually think the coaches should be in hot water this early? Eight games into a season with, like, 60% new team? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, this does seem to be par for the course. I think if we can all remember... Um, well, first of all, David Blatt was immediately fired, I believe, about eight games into the season. You're right. Yeah, it was super early. 
But people, and David Blatt may have not been and probably was not the right coach for that team. And like Luke was brought in ahead of LeBron's arrival or re-arrival. Um, but let's also not forget that Eric Spolstra, who is by all accounts an excellent coach, um, when the Heat, I believe, started under 500 in LeBron's first year with the big three, was also completely on the hot seat. Now, the difference is Pat Riley very publicly defended Eric Spolstra, whereas our, our Pat Riley, who is Magic Johnson, former player of Pat Riley's, is doing the exact opposite. I also don't think this is coming from LeBron, I th- which is interesting because the, the Heat-Eric Spolstra situation, I remember reading a report right. recently that it was LeBron who had a meeting with Pat Riley basically saying, you need to take the reins and right. become Are you coach. sure you're not interested yeah, in coming back? Exactly, but I, I don't get that that's the feeling right now. I don't know that, I mean, I, I, I'm still thinking about the David Blatt thing. I felt like he took heat for stuff that wasn't really, like, did Ty Lue actually do anything when he came in as that head coach? And I think that was like around Christmas time, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, in this, I don't mean this to sound as cruel as it's going to sound, but I think David Blatt really suffered by the fact that he looked weird, that he looked <laughs> kind of like a doofus. Yeah, you got like, to have had, confidence. Like, those very narrow eyes and a, kind of a big nose, and he just like, kind of looked dumb. And I'm sure he wasn't dumb, but I do think... And he had no credibility in the NBA. No, he right. didn't. He was like, he had credibility in like the Maccabee Leagues. <laughs> not, which which not, is... I don't, that's our leagues, man. That's what we're that's what we're gunning for out here. People in Israel are like, oh yeah, David Blatt, he's uh, excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't, I, I don't know, man. I this all feels like a bad road to go down this early it in the does. process, especially when the the second half of the report is like Magic Johnson doesn't even hang out with the team. He's just like yes. blows in and yells at people. That's just the kind of boss that nobody wants to have. Yeah, and I think it's even more troubling. And this has been true. Look, the Magic. Palinka regime has done a lot of things right. So I don't want to pretend like this has all been bad and all been chaotic. But one thing that they have not done right and continue to not do right is figure out how to keep their business private. Because the fact that this is public is really the biggest part, biggest problem. Like things, things happen. Things happen within families and Basketball teams, organizations are in some ways just big families where you can occasionally trade family members, which actually sounds pretty great. <laughs> That's awesome. But the, the fact that this is playing out in public um, basically sends the message that we are not that stable. And I think among other things, like when you're the Lakers, the one thing you have to do is stay out of your own way because people will want to play here just by the fact that you are the Lakers and you play in Los Angeles. So the only thing you can do to screw yourself up is look dysfunctional. And this makes us look dysfunctional. I think the one hopefully saving grace and steady hand in all this is Jeannie Buss, because I know that she has Luke's back and I think she's going to go to bat for him. Uh, Hopefully. And I think hopefully she can put magic a little bit in his place and tell him to calm the F down. How did how did this get out? Who gains by this being leaked? Anybody? I don't know. I mean, first of all, Woj is just like a Jedi. I think sometimes Woj is the only person who can get information that isn't like purposely being put out there by people. Like he's so clued in. 
I heard someone refer to him as the 31st franchise, NBA franchise, and I think that that is true to some extent, that he is the one person who's so clued into things that he actually, like, he has, like, bugged the building. But, I mean, to me, there's almost nothing to gain from Luke having this get out. So my guess, and just based on, like, his loose lips and chips approach to a lot of stuff anyway, my guess is it's magic or Magic's camp leaking it out to apply pressure. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you try to look at these leaks and try to figure out who has anything to gain or lose. But like the Jimmy Butler stuff, you know, we've got Shams and the Athletic leaking that he's choosing to sh- to sit out the yeah. games. And yeah, then you got sure. then you got Woj leaking that it's the Wolves that want him to sit out the games. Like, okay, it's pretty obvious who's getting their source, their their data from who. This one right. is is more confusing. I I I think you're right because like it doesn't help the players to leak this stuff. It just makes it look like there's extra turmoil. It doesn't hurt. hurt it doesn't help Luke because then it, it's more info of him being on the hot seat. The only one it helps, I guess is magic. Cause it looks like he has additional uh, power over everything, which he has. I don't know why you'd need to leak yeah, it. That's pretty much unquestioned. So this just occurred to me that, and I think this was support that it's coming from magic is that, when you look at this roster, and this is not new news, people have been saying this uh, forever, and I think watching the first eight games, though I preach patience, I think this is, now we have actual evidence of it, is that like this is a weirdly built roster. It is a weird roster. We have one center who is competent. We have JaVale McGee, who is anchoring our entire defense. <laughs> He's been and great. we have a bunch of guys who can't shoot. And like you look up and down the roster of these people that we've added, and it is, or I guess even the people we didn't add is a, a different way to look at it. But like it's an imbalanced kind of weird roster that was like seems like a a misguided intellectual effort at this point. So maybe what Magic is doing is basically saying like, "Look, man, this isn't on me. This isn't the roster's problem. This is." your problem for not coaching these guys up properly. Hmm. So it might just be a, a PR deflection. Which is also crazy because Magic was an awful coach. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one or two awful. one one or two go arounds at it. He had two runs. Yeah. And with like Bill Burtka. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in between. After like Phil who are the who are the Frank pro- Hamblin? There were there, Rudy T. Yeah, there were <laughs> there was Del Harris and then ah, like Del. Phil something or other. I forget what his name was, but anyway, Phil Magic- Jackson. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would have remembered that. Yeah, uh, I think that there are a few elite coaches that are worth wins. There are a few coaches that breed dysfunction. Yes, and then there's the rest. And I think Luke is in the rest pile. Yeah, and if we have someone that's in the elite pile that we can get, then maybe we should be like causing some of this turmoil, but. There isn't. And in fact, Eli was mentioning that the one person uh, who might be being thought of as, as, a, as a replacement for Luke is none other than Mark Jackson. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that Which too. Makes oh, that, makes, that makes my heart sink. You could not pick a, a worse So what is, what is the evidence behind this? It's a is clutch that, thing, right? What's he, that? Yeah, he his agent is Rich Paul is one thing. Two, apparently Magic loves him. Like, loves him, loves him. I mean, I guess they probably had a, a, some overlap as players. Yeah. Um, but also, I guess, there. what's funny is there's a, a kind of, I think, a, 
uh, misreputation, which is not really a word, but um, that Mark Jackson is some kind of great defensive coach. But I actually think that's just because he was a crappy offensive coach. And um, I mean, basically nothing on that Warriors team that he coached, which is essentially the same roster, albeit like not as developed as Steve Kerr inherited, but nothing got worse with Steve Kerr. Their defense also got better. So I don't understand how you could possibly think that Mark Jackson did anything with that group other than radically underachieve. And he had sex with a prostitute and covered it up when she tried to extort him. And he's a homophobe. So he's pretty much the, and he's a bad announcer. And (laughs) I'm watching John Gruden go one and eight in on the Raiders after sitting in the booth for 10 years. And it just has disaster written all over it. It's the exact opposite direction of what the Warriors did. They, they went to yeah. Kerr and Luke, and we would be going from Luke back to Mark Jackson. We're not, oh, we'd be right. light years behind everyone else. And we just had, uh, and they have like a, a gay front office man, and we just had Pride Night, and now apparently are leaking out that we want to hire a like known homophobe. So it really seems like we're moving in the wrong direction. Yeah. I, is there anybody out there that you guys would want as a head coach right now? I, I don't have anybody on my list. I'm looking at uh, Eli's desktop right now. Yeah. Eli's desktop is open, and Eli has uh, Googled Jay Wright. Well, actually, I Googled Jay Villanova because I forgot his last name. <laughs> so perhaps this isn't the best research thought, but um, I have heard that he is an excellent coach. That would, he he coached Josh good. Hart. Also, he's very handsome and stylish. Mm. And um, I do think that uh, the like Brad Stevens emergence has kind of dispelled the, at least for now, the like college to pro transition is like a complete non-starter. Um, they Villanova runs a really pro-style offense of of spacing the floor and playing at a really fast pace. And those teams are also really good defensively. And like when you look at Josh Hart or actually in the, in the most recent game against Dallas, Jalen Brunson or Dante Cunningham or all these Villanova guys who have kind of popped out recently, they're both not ludicrously talented and are really good, solid, found, like fundamentally strong basketball players, which says to me that this guy can do a lot with a little and prepare you really well. So I'm floating out Jay Wright, hmm. who's very handsome, as I mentioned. Wait, is, is he handsome? He's very handsome. I think he should He's rebrand. Distinguished. <laughs> he should rebrand as Jay Villanova. He should change his <laughs> name. That's a pretty sweet. And then immediately leave Villanova. <laughs> it has like a nice Lakers. ring to it. It does. Yeah. It really does. Um, I don't want us to throw out any names. Uh, yes, good point. I want us to just stick with Luke. And you know what? Whenever I see Luke, whenever like the camera focuses on him, my heart softens. I have a <laughs> yeah. nice little smile when I see Luke. He's great. And I know that doesn't translate. That doesn't mean like you're a good coach if you make Eric's like heart soften. <laughs> but um, I think there's just something to it. Like he he's a middle of the pack coach, and he, the players like him. The players like him, and they play hard for him, and I enjoy him. Let's keep him for this year. Yeah, it's unfair at this point. I so here's here's my devil's advocate moment on some of this stuff. Yeah. It is he the long-term plan at coach because if not maybe it's more fair to to cut him loose early. If I, if yeah. we had an elite coach in mind that was like 
that was a good fit, then fine. But I don't think that I don't see that. I just and, feel and like, go what's ahead, the possible upside to letting him go now? None. Like there is like no. if you were if you felt that way, if you are Magic and you felt that way, because you know in Magic's defense, he didn't hire Luke. This was a Jim Bus hire, so he inherited him, and it is it is his right as the boss to put in place someone he wants. But if that's how he felt. He should have done that in the offseason. You cut bait. You hire, you're the Lakers. You hire whoever you want. You go get David Fisdale or whoever it is that you wanted. Um, but to do it at this point in the season, and I look, I have complaints about Luke, and we can get to him because I think we've seen them on display uh, early in the season. But who are you? Gonna, what are you going to do? Promote Brian Shaw? Like, who was a head coach and did not succeed. Are you going to bring in Mark Jackson out of the booth? I do not think so. So for better or worse, we got to ride this out. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're in agreement on that one. So what are, what are some of the beeves, the beeves? That's the plural, right? We learned that in like Homer's Odyssey. What are the beeves? Beef? <laughs> the beefs. Beefs. Oh, beefs. Beeves. <laughs> the fishes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, trying to say peeves. No, but beeves. But I have multiple I like, beeves. Beeves means like plural beavers, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> which I don't know where we're going, but let's wasn't go that like there an old, like a Greek thing? Beeves and libations. Beeves. <laughs> I anyway, don't know. So what Let beeves? Me... <laughs> what beeves do we have? What beeves? What multiple beef items do we have with Luke Walton? Because this is our last show was uh, two games back, right? We had uh, Wolves on the road and Mavs at home, and I wasn't super impressed with either of them. Here's here's the main beef is when the game slows down and that's in the fourth quarter, we our plus minus is absurdly bad. Yes. And <laughs> yes. So the, the the fourth quarter is when things are slowing down. We don't have our fast break. And it's just obvious that our our offense is really stalled. The second thing is like out of timeout plays, I, I don't really even notice that we score or like we don't have a lot of nice sets when it really matters and comes down to it. Those things are what I usually look to when I, I evaluate coaching. Um, my turn or Dan, do you want to go? No, I mean, your beef. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what's your beef, Dan? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll sop it up. Or do you want me to go and you can think? Because yeah, I got them, I got them at the ready. I yeah, got them on a list. Fire, fire away. I, I mean, my beeves are smaller. I, I have less. I have less beef. I think you got a small most. beef. I got okay. I get small beef. Um. All right. So, uh, piggybacking Eric's. Uh, obviously, something wrong is happening in crunch time. I think our half court offense is not particularly inventive, which is disappointing coming off of Luke's experience with Golden State. As a caveat. Golden State has two two of the best shooters of all time, actually the best shooter of all time and maybe one of the top three, um, which is a big difference. Um, also, and I think this is really true, is that it, it is early in the season and, and he's incorporating a guy who's notoriously difficult to incorporate in uh, Lance Stevenson, no, LeBron James. <laughs> and uh, I think, once again, patience is needed. Um but that is that is one issue that I have um, on the defensive side of the ball, which I think is largely a uh, personnel issue, which falls on Magic, not Luke. But our pick and roll defense is awful. Um, guys are constantly going the wrong direction, 
um, and leaving people open, which is not great and does seem like a schematic issue and not an effort issue because other than LeBron, I actually think everyone else is trying hard on defense. Um, And then my last thing is something that I actually feel really encouraged by in the last game, which is I've had some issues with Luke's rotations. Um, I I just saw that we've had 93 different lineups, which is second um, most second most in the league. Second to the, the Hawks, Hawks, yeah, who are a dumpster fire of a team that are trying to lose games. So that's not particularly encouraging. On the bright side, I do feel like he's finally figuring out something, and um, that is a another kind of complaint I have with Luke is he does tend to figure things out, but he figures them out late. Um, but we finally settled on a starting lineup, which I think is a really good unit. They are plus 13 on the season. Um, he figured out that Kuzma is better at the four than the five. Thank God for that one. Thank God for that one. And I think they've stumbled onto something with the Brandon Ingram at the two. Um, and Lonzo needs to play a lot more than Rondo. But he he the Dallas game was much better. Everyone's minutes were kind of the right minutes. Kuzma thirty one, LeBron thirty nine, Ingram thirty one, McGee thirty five, which he probably can't sustain. But whatever. Lonzo thirty three, Rondo seventeen. That feels about right to me. Lonzo about um, double Rondos. Uh, Lance ten. Caldwell Pope, 21. Josh Hart, 16. That's the only thing, but Josh Hart was playing terribly. So anyway, I do think um, I think that that's trending the right direction. Rondo, by the way, minus 21 in his 17 minutes. Oh, he was so, awful. He was so awful to watch in that game. Um, and Lonzo, plus 15 in his 33 minutes. Anyway, Yay, so I like that. That's, that's, where, that's where I'm at. Okay, I, uh, I will take one of your, your beefs, and I will... Uh, I will latch onto it a little bit, and that's the defensive stuff because I've noticed the same things. I was thinking about it when I was walking uh, Gummy the other day. That's the dog, not the kid. Um, <laughs> how in that Mavs game, Dallas ran the same play like three times in yeah. a row, and the first time they ran it, Lakers went full three stooges on defense. It was like two guys yeah. bonked heads, and somebody got a wide-open layup. The second time they ran it, the Lakers almost went three Stooges, realized it was about to happen, and so they two just Stooges, two Stooges, and they just grabbed the guy racing to the front of the rim and fouled him before the shot. So that was like baby steps, and then the third time it seemed like they actually did the right thing. So I think you're right. I think there is effort. I think they just don't really understand what the hell they're supposed to do. Yes, uh, they're also right. they also have had to abandon the switch everything method when Javale McGee is on the floor because leaving him on a point guard is a disastrous idea. And he's the only guy who can guard yeah. big guys and the only guy who can rebound. I think the Lakers' defensive uh, net rating is like 102 when he's on the floor and 120-something when he's wow. off. Like, the JaVale effect is is very pronounced right now. So we need another big man. It, yeah. um, I agree with you, Eli. I think the rotation's firming up a little bit. I'd like to see a little more Josh Hart as well. Uh, Kuzma with LeBron seems like the greatest match they could yep. have ever found the, yep. the at the three and the four respectively that pairing looks outstanding but 
they got to figure out a way to get this defensive stuff figured. I mean, it was a really simple thing. It was like a slip screen, and they just had no idea who was supposed to go where, just grabbing no, people they, and bonking heads. They got beaten heads. by that like six times. You're totally right. This uh, doesn't speak to our defensive scheme, but J.J. Barea, good Lord. Uh, that he always guy, has killed that us. That guy torches always. us. There is, you know, there is an effect where these like random dudes just get up for us. Yeah. They, and J.J. Barea, J.J. Barea is one of those guys. He just destroyed us. The Malik Rose All-Stars. Um, <laughs> I, Malik I, Rose I, used to kill us. I respect J.J. Barea. That dude is... Five foot five. And he yeah. just... He's so crafty. He's, also, have, you seen his, have you seen his wife? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're trying just, to whisper, just but... Just Google it. It's roughly... Um, she gets the same ranking as the number of assists he had in that game against the Lakers. Yeah, which, it's, which a, it's a Zubat situation. That was a um, uh, Also... Kudos, though, to our crowd. We've had really good crowds this season, and they were booing J.J. Barea really early in the game, which means that these are people who have actually watched previous seasons because we've often fought with J.J. There's always near a fight with J.J. Barea because he's got a little Napoleon complex, and he always kills us. So <laughs> That's uh, a double bonus. Hats off to them. Um, well, one, at least we one, won that game, right? The squeak out a win. At least we won. Yeah, yeah. I think we def- described it as like a deflating win, which yeah. is a uh, a new a new thing. One one last point on the defense is, um, I I feel like as like uh, basketball fans, we've all all gotten a little bit smarter, and like you know when you read like Zach Lowe or uh, what's his name Kevin O'Connor, like those those good writers do a really good job of like dissecting the game. And now what I look for a lot is who the other team is um, wants to put in the pick and roll. Like I'm always looking at like, you know, and especially in the playoffs where it's like it was Kevin Love like every time. And you're like, okay, clearly they think Kevin Love is the weak link of this team defensively. The So there have been three people who have been targeted by far the most on the Lakers. Kuzma. Kuzma is the number one and it's not even close. Yeah. Rondo when he is on the court, has been the target of the pick and roll. I believe that. He's slow. And unfortunately, LeBron James <laughs> is the third member of this. We need to get this part of the show out of the way. He's He has really shown almost no effort defensively. I had hoped that he would like try to crank it up to show the young guys he still had it, but he's in full playoff rest mode already. Yeah, he, he shows effort when he's trying to uh, do a highlight Come uh, from behind chase, block. chase down yeah. block. Yeah. He'll show effort there. Uh, he sometimes shows effort in the passing lanes. Basically, when he thinks he might have a highlight out of it, he shows effort. But his his defensive rotations are awful. Yeah. There are so many times I'm just like so exasperated. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he, you know he knows what he should be doing because nobody sees yeah, the no, court better. The problem is effort. Like, Kuzma doesn't know what he's doing. Kuzma <laughs> literally always is like – his head turns 360 yeah. degrees. He's got that look on like, his face like, he, was that completely was that lost? From a philosophical standpoint, LeBron is simply not trying that hard. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know. Should we have seen this coming? I guess. Yeah, he does this every year. I mean, I, uh, and I'm piggybacking off of someone else's point, but um, someone said in a podcast, they're like, if you, the reason why LeBron James doesn't win MVP every year is because he actually sucks, particularly on defense, through December. Like October, November, December, he plays no defense, and he basically plays himself into shape on offense. And one thing that is true that is not his fault is that MVP narratives get written really early. 
So like right now, I think you could distill the MVP conversation into four names, and I don't think that will change. It's going to be Steph Curry, Giannis, Anthony Davis, or Kawhi. Those are the four people who are in the running, and no one else is. Um, San Antonio would would yell at you. Then. Oh yeah, Demar <laughs> maybe, but they'd I, have to go I like fifty six and yeah, it's not happening. You know and what I mean? Dame is but actually yeah, been really Demar, good. Demar uh, or Lillard are like the who's going to sneak into the fifth spot, guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw Zach Levine's hat into the, <laughs> the conversation too. Uh, Stop uh, it! I don't know why you guys are laughing. Um, okay. By the way, they gave up 92 points and a half the Chicago Bulls <laughs> and your Chicago Bulls. Clay Thompson, that was that was crazy. Unreal. Oh, 14 yeah, pointers. that's a hell of a story too. So, what do the Lakers do to fix the defensive stuff? I'm I'm confident that it's going to take time because it feels like again, other than LeBron. They just need to, like, see everything five times, run against them successfully, and then they start to figure it out. Or someone can call LeBron out and rip him a new one and reduce his minutes and tell him when he has the minutes on the floor to actually try. <laughs> like, that's what Magic Johnson, Johnson should be throwing his weight behind. There you go. Magic Johnson is one of probably three people in the entire world who can sit LeBron down and be like, look, dude, this has got to change. You're the leader of this team shape up is probably like he might be the only person in the world who can do that yeah by like status and uh stature and position um that seems it i'm also i'm wondering if Dikembe Mutombo is available if he's kept himself in game shape or if mo <laughs> wagner um can like take lessons from akeem Olajuwon. basically we need some kind of uh nigerian <laughs> Uh, to yell at LeBron? To ye- <laughs> yeah. Is that what we're saying? I'm just yeah. imagining Dikembe well, no, like, yeah, hoping... sitting down LeBron. LeBron. Hey, who wants to do sex, Matumbo? <laughs> uh, still the best, probably apocryphal uh, story I've ever heard. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's hope Mo Wagner is a, def- a defensive wizard, which he is definitely not. Or let's wait. Hey, Dan, do you know you're a man who knows things? Meh. When are when are all of our one year rentals available to be traded? I used to know that. I knew that in the off season, and now I've since forgotten. Decem- I think, I think it's yeah, it's December. December. I believe so. Yeah. So uh, who who do, I mean? I think I threw out Tyson Chandler last last pod as like a very available buyout candidate type. Is there who who if we could um. Curious what both of you guys think, and let's op- let's not think too much contractual unless it's like, yeah, Giannis would be really helpful. But uh, <laughs> let's think of guys who might be kind of available, and who would you want on this team to kind of shore up this roster for this season? I I want like just uh, an energetic enforcer guy like Robin Lopez. He's he comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. I thought you yeah. mentioned him before. That I thought I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, who else is floating around out there? Um, I mean, you said Tyson Chandler. That's not a terrible one. Try to look at like a bad team that has an old guy they're trying to get rid of. Yeah, Kyle Korver seems like he's a, a minute away from being bought out. I don't know what his contract is, but um, at least he's like a professional. Um, I'll look up and down the list a little bit here. Washed up? He's probably washed up. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Who are other teams that we can pick off of? Yeah. The dregs of the NBA. Um, I mean, the Cavs are awful. The The Wizards, Wizards? are terrible. And I it, it didn't occur to me that Gortat is now on the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Clippers are not terrible. Yeah. No, they're a little bit better than people expected. The Clippers and Kings are not terrible. 
So it's just the it's just the Suns. Guys, the West. do you know who's on the the Wizards? Do you know uh, why the Wizards are awful? Oh yeah, Dwight Howard. He hasn't even played a minute yet. But that's, that's why they're awful. That's why. Yeah. yeah, that's his stench. He's just been farting in the locker room and <laughs> I know, ruining man. people's lives. That was a strong purveyor of unders on, on Wizards bets. Anybody that wants one, I'm yeah. giving them out. Um, who else is- in, Dwight's, in Dwight's defense, um, which is a phrase I will never have never used before in my yeah. life. Yeah, you a maniac. Uh, they were dis- a dysfunctional team uh, ahead of time. Here's he, They do, though, have one of my favorite possible trade candidates though i know we're not really like looking to do that at the moment but bradley beal feels like a perfect lebron compliment yeah and they're if they blow it up he's the guy that has to go because john wall is on a untradeable uh, yeah long contract you know maybe miami could get picked over they have three centers out there i don't know that i want Olenek, Olenek, bam out of bio and hassan whiteside well you can't whiteside's contract is right atrocious too big but. Talk about guys who have a reputation of not trying. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he would protect the rim. He's got, yeah, he's very Javelian in just being giant. I mean, um, we could fix our defense by trading LeBron for Andre Roberson because <laughs> they're pretty much both perennial MVP candidates, from my understanding. Unfinished business. Um, Andre has unfinished business. The uh, Hornets have three centers. Maybe they'd part with one for pennies on the dollar. I don't want to. Yeah, where more. are those Zellers? Are there? Is there a Zeller or a, a Plumley just f- floating around at this point? <laughs> you know, there's a Plumley floating around. I don't know where, but they're out there. Um, anyway, so that there there are some options available. We just have to, you know they want to try to keep the the money down, and so you kind of see how that stuff plays out. And teams are not going to want to part with any of their younger guys either. No, I think it's uh, going to be a buyout. That's why I think it's going to be a buyout because you're not going to. Um, it doesn't really make sense to trade one year contracts for each other and since we refuse to take on long-term money our expiring our expiring guys don't really make you know like they're expiring for a reason on this team so we're not going to trade them to a team who's trying to dump crappy contracts right it doesn't you know I mean? it doesn't help the the crubby the the crappy team they don't get anything out of it so we'd have to probably include a pick which, right, you'd have to include a pick. You don't which, necessarily want to I mean, do. I guess. So yeah, you wait for the buyout. Some of these guys are getting bought out. It's happening, but oh, it also definitely. means that we the Lakers are going to have to tread water until February, though, because that's when those who's things on, happen. Who's on like, Atlanta or something? Who, who's, who's, who's tanking? The Bulls are going to tank. The Knicks might tank. Atlanta might tank. I mean, these are the teams to watch. Phoenix. Atlanta has a Plumlee, by the way. They're one of, that's where one of, they have a Miles Plumlee on that team. Uh, oh, he's, who's the one on Denver? Mason Plumley, but they like him. Oh, he plays. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he plays a little bit. And then I think Marshall Plumley was the third, but I don't think he's in the NBA. <laughs> I don't think. What about he... Mustafu Plumley, <laughs> the fourth yeah. Plumley, uh, the, the lost Turkish yeah, <laughs> Muhammad, Muhammad Al Plumley. <laughs> so, what about the Minnesota game? You guys are talking about random dudes that got I'm, up. I'm, Less random dude got up for that one. I'm gonna. Oh God, I forgot that that even happened. So, yeah, Jimmy Butler got hot. And tying it back to the LeBron defensive equation, like Jimmy Butler was getting on fire. He was single-handedly winning the game for them. And, you know, LeBron, there was no like, all right, I'm going to take their best player and shut him down. Like that. No, I, not interested. Not not interested. And I don't know. I, I feel like he had moments, years where like, 
on the Chicago Bulls, those playoffs with Derrick Rose, like he took Derrick Rose and just shut him down. Yeah. But it's been a minute where I feel like I've watched a game where he, another player is getting hot and to win the game, he has to defensively get the assignment on their best player and shuts them down. Like I haven't, I don't feel like I've noticed that in a long time with him. You're totally right. I think some of it is he he is in slight denial about a it's effort, but b I think he's in slight denial of where his body and abilities are at this point in his career because he really can't stay in front of young, good, really good perimeter guys at this point in his career. He he doesn't have the the foot speed to do it. What he needs to do, and I think he can do, is turn himself into a good, you know, help and like bigger, you know, like defend fours and fives. But he doesn't want to do that because he doesn't want to bang with guys. So he's kind of caught between realities at this point. Who was guarding Jimmy Butler when he shot over them and made all those shots? Was it Josh Hart? I think it was Josh Hart. Rondo, I think, also, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, also, like, they were, I think, Kuzma, because they basically did the thing where they just decided, they screened with Carl Anthony Towns, who you couldn't leave, and then they just switched whoever they wanted onto Butler, who destroyed us. We need a stopper. We need a guy. And if it's not going to be LeBron, it has to be who? Ingram? I I think it's Ingram. I think it's Ingram just based on reach. And Ingram was yeah, the guy who did it in this last game. By the way, Luka Doncic uh, scored on him coast to coast anyway. But um, I think it's Ingram or Lonzo, oddly. Yeah, just not quite. Lonzo big at enough least to deal gets what he's supposed to do. But you, but you're right. The the teams will just switch on that. Yep. So that's that's the problem. Our be- I mean, Javale, <laughs> but Javale at the rim is our best defense. Yeah, I mean he's he's averaging like three and a half blocks a game right now. It's crazy. Yeah, he's he has the plus sixteen for the season. Mm. What what really struck me watching the the T Wolves game is how much just random teams are going to get up yeah. to play us. You're it's, so right. Yeah, because half not their only, teams sat only, out the next game. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Not, yeah, not only teams but individual players are going to get up. We were talking about how like Jimmy Butler was like on the verge of like just totally disappearing and collapsing that team. And he got up for that game. Yeah. Like he was like marked it on his calendar. All right, I'm going to prove a point for that Laker game. Yep. Was that a national TV game? It probably was. I actually don't. <laughs> all think of it, our all of our games are at least like House think, of Highlights national TV. Yeah. Games. Yeah. I don't think it was uh, ESPN or TNT though, because it was Monday, right? Might have been NBA TV. Yeah, that doesn't count. I don't know. But the but the fact that players and teams yeah. are going to get up for us, like this is like a multiple game like headwind that we're going against totally like, all Dude, season long. So well stated. Yeah, cuz the ne- <laughs> I mean the thing that boggled my mind was that Minnesota's next game was a conference or a divisional matchup with- showdown with Utah and all of their guys sat that game out. They won it anyway, by the way, but that was I think a lucky break that Derrick Rose went for 50. Uh but their whole team took off the the intra divisional game and everybody played through injury to go up against the Lakers. Yeah, That's- I mean People did that against the Lakers when we sucked. Every team threw <laughs> yeah, everything they had. Now we're supposed to be good, and we have LeBron. So, yeah. right. All right. Well, screw it. We'll be ready for it. Right. That's you got only one choice. Get ready. That's yeah. right. There's no. The only way out is through. Yeah. Which. Um. So who do we got next, Dan? Uh, Portland. I'm just. I'm still sitting over here wishing that LeBron, even if it was only for one game, just do the defensive thing. Just like show people 
that yeah. you still can. It doesn't even have to be sustained. Do it for one play. Well, Clap Dan, it. you're gonna you're gonna enjoy yourself in uh, June. Then <laughs> you're gonna yeah. get your wish. You're gonna get your wish if, if uh, around uh, June thirteenth. It's say. gonna be a, an interesting couple of games because we have. Portland, we're playing in Portland. Oh, we're God. three and five currently, and then we have Sunday against the Raptors. Oh, back to back. And so, if Luke's already uh, on the hot seat, and we have two very tough games coming up, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend. Yeah, the only thing the only ahead. thing that gives me hope is the last time we won two games in a row was a similar schedule, albeit the first game was against Phoenix, not Portland. But we did do the thing where we had a road game one night and then a home game the next night. Um, and that was the game we went to against Denver was yeah. the second night of that back-to-back. I'm, but. I'm coming in hot on this one. I say we pull out the victory in Portland. We are overdue. This is now, I think we've lost like 16 games in a row Yeah, at Portland. I'm more just playing the numbers. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, at some point. Yeah, at some point yeah. we have to win. I'm saying we pull out a victory in Portland. Oh, I, uh, this... Things get leaked at a certain time for a reason. There's always a reason that this this stuff came out before these two games because they want Walton in the hot seat, and that scares the crap out of me. I don't think this was an yeah. accident. It was like, oh, we snuck out a win over the Mavs. Who do we got next? Blazers, Raptors, back-to-back. Wolves again. Presumably Butler will be playing if he's still there. Oh, weird schedule. Oh, weird schedule. And then a game with why these are we surging so, Why are we so West-heavy? We haven't played anyone in the East. I was, we were, well, Eric Raptors. and I were talking before that. Um, what team were we talking about? The we, oh, the Kings. The Kings, the Kings yeah. have done nothing but beat up on the East. They're six and three or five and three. <laughs> You're right. The only team we're playing out East is the Raptors. That almost doesn't count. They're good enough to be a Western Conference team. Yeah, exactly. But luckily, um, on the 11th of November, we play the Atlanta Hawks. So if Luke still exists oh, at that point, God. they got a better stretch. Uh, Hawks, Blazers again. So that'll be a tough one. But then Magic, Why is, whatever. Magic Heat and Cavaliers after that. All winnable games. Ooh, that feels nice. That feels like a nice uh, three-game or three-game win streak, and then we'll lose to the, the Jazz. Cavs or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like, but we'll, it does. We'll, we'll like win by 30 in the first two games. This this Portland game, I'm, I think I do this prediction every time we play Portland, which is Damian Lillard will score 43 points and will win by four. But uh, clearly that's been wrong because we have not ever beaten them. <laughs> so, uh, well, I yeah. maintain if Luke Walton can survive nine more days, then the future gets a lot brighter because it actually stays after basically a, a brutal first month of the year. I mean, this starting from the 16th through the 11th. So almost a full month, the Lakers are playing largely playoff-bound teams. Uh, I mentioned that that easy stretch. It actually stays relatively light. There is a Jazz, there's a Jazz and a Nuggets game mixed in there, but it's also Magic again, uh, Pacers, Mavs, Suns, Grizzlies, Heat, Hornets, Wizards, Nets are Ooh. all in that stretch between... I like the oh, sound of that. Yeah, I like the sound of that, too. Yeah. Uh, that goes to December 18th with only, like, three playoff teams over about a four-week stretch. So there, there's an opportunity to kind of get fat. Um, it would have been nice to play these crummy teams early to kind of figure out where everybody yes, needed to be. But That would have been nice. You know what? Play the tough ones. Figure out what you got to do against the good ones, and then hopefully you can wipe the floor with the, the clunkers, I hope. 
We've hated on LeBron a little bit, but I have to just say the last game he made three of the sickest passes. Yeah, I've he's, seen oh, his passing has been in, awesome all in season. a long time. It's just it's so freaking awesome to watch. You uh, you the, sent us a group the text. One yeah, left-handed. Yeah, off Ingram. the bounce, across court, <laughs> pass to Ingram for the three-pointer. That was just out of this world. I also like that one he threw to Lonzo, both because the pass was awesome and because Lonzo Lonzo's hands are so good. Um, oh on yeah, I know the and defense. He caught a hundred yeah. mile an hour bullet from from LeBron, and they were like four feet apart from one another. I have no idea how he caught no, that, that ball. Great. That, that Lonzo's hands are are excellent. Can we do one um, one more exercise that I like to do? Because it's been a month of the season. Well, you are wearing a headband, exactly a so I think we should exercise. Yes, I'm wearing JaVale McGee's headband, game worn headband that he threw to me in the crowd. Nice. I'm wearing compression pants. Eric's so. wearing compression pants. <laughs> I'm not ready. Eric's upset. genitals are very toasty. At the moment. <laughs> I'm not wearing a Grinch suit or a fanny pack, so I did not come prepared. <laughs> um, so I'm looking at the standings, and obviously it's very early, but there's a sample size. And I just want to run through who's in what spot and and – Maybe we can all say whether or not we think these teams will stick. I'm not talking about seeding. I'm just talking about are these, do you think these teams are playoff teams still? Or, and do you think these teams that are out of the playoffs are still going to be out of the playoffs when the dust settles? Um, the first one, and don't rack your brains too hard, is uh, Golden State at eight and one. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure they're going to make the playoffs, Eric. Obviously, but but just a, a quick note on them: they look locked in, yeah. like they are really having fun God. demolishing all of the competition. Like they're just, I I feel like they're really putting in an effort. Steph, yeah, they're gonna smoke everyone it's, this it's, season. It's Steph, crazy, man. It's Steph crazy. is so mad this year. He's so mad. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, so yeah, they're gonna have a crazy record. Is it is it weird to have an fu season after winning back to back titles? Because that's what's happening. <laughs> It doesn't really make That's sense, such a good but point. I, yeah, that is what's happening. Was it one of you guys um, that mentioned that they sort of know it's the last hurrah, so they're going out hard? That yeah, was, yeah, we, that was Eric. Was that you? I think that was you, right? We talked yeah, about I'll it a couple times. For that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Denver, number two at seven and one, they're a playoff team, I think. Hey, and their only loss is to us. That's Fantastic. right. That's, That's right. right. Suck it, Nuggets. Um, Portland is is at six and two. I think they look good. Yeah, that like, surprised me. People, people, there's recency bias based on them getting smoked in the playoffs by New Orleans, but they were good all last year. I mean, I think they're they seem like a playoff team. I think they got written off based on that one series. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. It's crazy to think because they they don't have like a ton of just big name guys. I mean, obviously you have Lillard and McCollum, but. Beyond that, they just have like really good role players yeah. who know what they're supposed to do and they do it. And McCollum hasn't even been that good so far this no, year. No, not yet. Dame's been going huge. Zach Collins, that giant. I like va- Zach Collins. Vampire yeah. center off the. Ba- He's looked great. Uh, also on the fantasy team, Dan. Yeah. Oh, good pickup. Good pickup, Eli. Thank you. Sauce Castillo, Nick Stauskas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, he was good in one game. I know that. They finally figured out to stop making Evan Turner shoot threes. He looks better this year. Uh, they're playing good defense, which is actually a sort of the underrated. Yeah. Like the Rockets, nobody talked about their defense until the halfway point. That's going to be the Blazers this year. Just keep an eye on ESPN because they'll start talking about Portland defense in February, and we can be like, hey, we talked about that in November. Uh, yeah. 
even though nobody's, nobody's listening to us anyway. I think it's a sneaky, well-coached team. I think Terry Stotts is randomly a good coach. Agree. Like, I think he's at the bottom of the top top tier. Um, okay, let's run through these real fast. San Antonio, I feel like, is doing yeah. their typical Michael Myers. Like, you can chop off the head as many times as you want. They're just still going to come back. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. They look like a playoff team. Now, the Kings, nope. I think, is not a playoff team. No. Uh, Memphis... I believe is not going to be a playoff team, but will be a hard out. They might be like the Clippers last year where they're in the mix until the end. Yep. With you on that one too. Utah is a playoff team. Right. They're in the seventh spot. New Orleans. They're interesting. They won their first four games and lost all their last four games. I think they might not be a playoff. That's super interesting. It's got to be AD related. I mean, you know, his health is going to be their season. The only they're four and one with him. The loss was to Golden State. They're zero and three without him. He's been out for three games. Yeah, he he missed two, came back too early, and then missed the last one. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that it was that many. I thought it was just one. Yeah, Um, that's a weird team. They're built on one guy, so they desperately need him to yeah. be healthy. Uh, God, we should have traded for Miritich. We could have had Miritich last year. He got traded for nothing. Yep. What is this? Like a late first rounder or something? And, and Omer Ashik. They, it was like a <laughs> salary dump. <laughs> Who we could actually probably use right now. Yes, that's true. Nah. Um, Minnesota is Out. in. Out. Minnesota and the Clippers are tied in the They're out nine me. spot. Yeah, I don't think either of those are. I think the teams. Clippers might be. The Clippers in Memphis to me are the like. Clippers are good. I think they're going to fall apart uh, because of health. That's my call on that team. Not that I don't like them. They're actually way more fun yeah. now with no Chris Paul around. <laughs> yes. Well, that's that could be said of everything. What an amazing turn of events. But like Gallinari's not going to stay healthy. Beverly's not going to stay healthy. Bradley's not going to stay healthy. It's it's all eventually these guys just play themselves into injuries and then they're going to. They're going to go through a long skid, which in the West, you you can't. You just sort of can't. So this to me, other than I think the Lakers, uh, who are basically next on this list, this to me is the most, like you could could tell me that they'll go crazy and be the two or three seed, and you can tell me that they'll be 10th or 11th in the league. OKC. Yeah, they'll make it. I think it's actually more clear. They started without Westbrook. He's back, and they've won their last three games. Uh, I think he's going to be playing, and I think they're going to do well. Yeah, they'll be okay. I think they're still going to be a, I don't a, know. a solid playoff team in the West. I think that that's probably where the smart money is, but I don't. there's something weird about that team. There's well, something they, smoke and mirrorsy about that team. They're very hot and cold. You know, Paul George yeah, has they, these like four Their roster is weird. Yeah. Um, but if they can start to defend some people, they'll win. They'll win game. I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Um, Lakers, I think we all agree are still a playoff team. Yes. 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 Yeah. I do. I mean, sky is falling and they're only three and five. Yeah. And they've had an impossible schedule. They've had the hardest schedule in the league. Yeah. And they will for nine more days. Great. Um, (laughs) Dallas. Nah, it's a wet fart team. Uh, and then I'm going to go, I'm just going to say Phoenix, even though they're dead last is definitely not a playoff team. And then to me, this is the other really fascinating one. Are the Houston Rockets a playoff team? This is the craziest NBA story in my mind so far this season. They they went six for sixty five wins last season, and now they're one and five. Yeah, with a, a minus ten point differential. 
and they look awful on both sides of the ball. That's what's crazy to mm-hmm. me. Their offense and defense look terrible. That's some hangover action right there. When you feel like you've got it in your grasp and then everything comes apart on you. Mm. They'll get they'll get rolling. I just don't know precisely when. And Harden's been out for a week, too. Yeah, they'll I don't make know. It. Sometimes, sometimes, though, there's just that season where it's just like everything collapses in on you. Um, and usually it happens with Carmelo on your team. <laughs> That's so, a good point. That's a good point. Or Dwight. <laughs> they should trade for Dwight. And I guess he was already yeah, there. Yeah, they, they've done it. They hate him almost as much as we do. Yeah. It's just so interesting that there are those players wherever they go, their team gets worse. <laughs> yep. It's, yeah. it's so crazy. It's incredible. Yep. Uh, yeah. Ne- um, next week, we'll do the uh, the Eastern Conference. Hardy, har, har. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, everyone is a playoff team, and everyone is not a playoff team in the East. Yeah, but uh, the, uh, the fact that we were slobbering all over the Bucks on our preseason shows looks pretty smart so far. Yes, it does. Actually, all of the teams we slobbered on are... Uh, the, the East is just really top-heavy. Yes, they are. Yeah, it's uh, Boston, Milwaukee, Toronto. And that's about is there it. one other? I mean, the Pacers, but not Pacers really. Pacers are like four, and then everyone else sucks. Yeah. Oh, well, the Sixers. Sixers oh, yeah. are somewhere eh. in there. They're uh, with the Pacers to me. Yeah. All right, well, next time we do a show, I, I pray to the good Lord the Lakers are one and one over this stretch. I'm going 2-0. and <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. I don't think we're buying that one. I'm, uh, I love that all three of us predicted like a 15 point win over the T Wolves. <laughs> I think I, I think I was very calmly predicting like a six point win. <laughs> yeah, Dan, yeah, you well, were the rational in, one in among our us. Defense, they but, quit on on playing the previous game. It was yeah. based on something, not just it was like because that wasn't even based on like Homer optimism as much as it was based on yeah. a garbage fire of an opponent. Yeah, very true. <laughs> I oh man, that win over the Mavs should have been by more. They were up by like 15 the whole game. Yeah, it was a mess. We're the worst crunch time team I've ever seen. It's pretty bad. And a terrible free throw shooting team, which doesn't help either. Terrible. Well, I hope someone gives Lonzo some Red Bulls this weekend and he comes out aggressive and yeah. we uh, and we play well. That's right. Take that Rose Moda Garden Center. <laughs> Lakers are coming back. Getting two of our shots out right here in the first three weeks of the year. It is weird, um, and then I'm going to shut up, I promise. It is weird that Lonzo, I feel like, is the like barometer of our team, and he's like the third or fourth best player currently on the team. And it was true last year, too, where I feel like when Lonzo comes out and is good Lonzo, we win, and when he's bad Lonzo, we lose, almost always. Yeah, I'm only half kidding about the Red Bull. <laughs> uh, Nick, I remember yeah, Nick, Nick Mark, our, our dear friend, <laughs> the best player on our team. He he would chug Red Bulls before because he if if he didn't, he would just yeah. not have any energy. We had a medic on site in case he had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm proposing the same thing for Lonzo. Uh, guys, um, literally the moment we went live is not breaking news, but Chris Broussard decided he needed to weigh in on the the coaching carousel. Do you even want uh-huh. me to bring this up on today's episode? Do a do a cliffhanger for us, yes. Well, he he suggested two possible replacements for Luke Walton. One of them is Mark Jackson. The other one is, we'll talk about it next time. Was that good enough? <laughs> That's a terrible. Point. It's not even going to be news three days from now. No, who was it? It was Jason. Gonna... It was Jason Kidd. Oh no! Oh my no. God! Yeah. No. Well, Eli right. had to leave the room. He's so upset. I think. <laughs>
So as good citizens, we are casting our votes on Tuesday. I think That's as right. Laker fan, I think as Laker fans, we need to cast our votes in favor of Luke. So yeah. if any of our four listeners are listening right now, <laughs> let's have like a Twitter support chain for Luke. We need an intervention yeah, with I magic. Think, I think we need to cast our votes for Luke. That's what I'm saying. We need a hashtag, yeah. guys. Somebody young Luke, come up Luke with a hashtag. 2018 19. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You could not have picked two worse names. That's uh, like that's Broussard, man. You, I would have rather have Jim Prunty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that's his name. <laughs> you know who I was? You know who I was thinking of with the P the other time? It was Randy Fund. It wasn't a oh, fun. Oh, P- Fund. But there was a fu in there. Yeah. Randy <laughs> Fund. Was Magic there a- Johnson was a worse coach than Randy Fund. Was and there a worse talk show host was there a silent p in that dude's name was it randy yeah, Puffund? i think it was a p-f-u-n-d, P-F-U-N-D. Yeah, randy Puffund. um yeah. okay fund hour was much better than the magic hour <laughs> jay carlissimo is being a piece and just choke him there you go right. that's the solution you already choke as is hey hey save the lakers that's uh that's your task for the weekend guys this is ball in ball out eli bauman dr eric noble dan vespers have a wonderful weekend uh let's get one Let's get one. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.